Jam Session is a podcast where two guys who grew up in Dallas-Fort Worth discuss sports, craft beer, life, and their experiences living in one of America's most vibrant cities. If you love sports, you're going to love this show. If you love craft beer or you're curious about it, you'll love this show. Great conversations with good friends is what Jam Session is all about. Welcome. It's nice to have you here. I hope you enjoy it. I think you will. You're listening to the Jam Session Podcast. I was told that I could listen to the radio at a reasonable volume. With Cowboys insider... What's your name? Jean-Jacques Taylor. That's my name. Radio personality and craft beer expert, Matt McLaren. He's a very strange young man. He's an idiot. Comes from upbringing. And now, the Jam Session Podcast. It is indeed Jam Session. Subscribe, rate, and review. Hang out with us for a while right here on the Jam Session Podcast, sponsored as always by Hector Flores with Modern Woodmen of America, a fraternal financial organization. He can help you plan for your family's future, so give him a call. He's a local guy, 940-453-3490. Also, of course, brought to you by Greening Law, a personal injury law firm in Dallas, Texas. Greening Law fights the legal battle so you have time for healing and renewal. But right now, it is that moment that we've all been waiting for. It has arrived. Ladies and gentlemen, the radio, TV, and now podcast star, the sexy Jean-Jacques Taylor. What up, Doc? I would be the non-sexy one. It's Matt McLaren. This, my friends, is Jam Session, the podcast version 183, asking simply that you prepare to be dazzled. If not entertained. And I was trying to decide if we were. We are recording this in the afternoon after the Cowboys picked up their third consecutive win, taking down the New York football giants, 21-6. to We do have a lot to get into. The offense, the defense. There are three games remaining in the regular season now for this Dallas team that is 10 and 10-4. But before we take you through that and tell you about a kick-ass tattoo that Jacques is involved with, how's that for a tease for later in the podcast? Hell yeah. Let's tell you about Hector, man. Hector Flores, he's a good dude. He is the guy you need to call if you finally have realized you need to start planning for your future. Not just your future, your family's future, and you don't know how to get started. Because I I actually think that's a tough thing to know. You sit there and you say, okay, I know I need to save. I know I probably should invest in something, but I don't know how to get it started. Pick up the phone and call Hector. It's a non-fee-based organization. It costs nothing to meet with him. And he is the guy that can lay out that plan for you to help you start preparing for your family's future. I think the key thing you said right there is plan because that's all it is, man. Hector can do whatever you want to do. You tell him you want to be conservative. You tell him you want to be aggressive. You tell him you want something in the middle. He can outline you a plan that allows you to accomplish your goals. And that's really all we're talking about here. It is. It's very easy to do, and he can lay it out for you with proven strategies that work, talking you through setting up your emergency fund, then talking you through how you continue to pay yourself. Give him a call, 940-453-3490. It's Hector Flores, 940-453-3490. And remember, it's a non-fee-based deal. It does not cost anything to meet with them. Call Hector today. Set your appointment. Also, of course, Greening Law, Robert Greening and his team, they call him the Green Team at Greening Law. Many of you know, if you've been listening to the podcast, I've been working with them for the past few months because I was hurt in a car accident. If that happened to you this weekend or you were injured on the premises of a business, a variety of, of cases they have taken, you need to give them a call now. 
Give them a call. Tell them what happened to you and, and see what the case may come for you. Maybe you have one. Maybe you don't. The good thing is it's free. It's free to find out because the consultation is free. So pick up the phone and give them a call. No, and that's because, as Matt will tell you, they know the answers to questions that, one, you don't even know are supposed to be asked. And two, they don't get paid unless you get paid. And why that's important is you don't have to wonder how hard they're working for you. They are grinding all the time because they don't collect a check unless you collect a check. That's why their business is successful. It's an ultimate incentive. You eat what you kill. And uh, grinning is amongst the best to do it. 972-934-8900. That is the office number. 972-934-8900. Consultations are free. It's Robert Greening. Call now. Offices, Dallas, Texas. There are three games to go in the Cowboys regular season. They are 10 and four. They've won three in a row. They took down the Giants. And the reality of it, it's interesting to me because as we sit here and record this, and I have no idea what's going to happen with Green Bay and Baltimore. We we won't find out by the end of this podcast, I, I don't think. But as it sits right now, there are only two teams in the NFL that have fewer losses than the Dallas Cowboys. That's Tampa and Green Bay, who both have three. Everybody else has at least four, as Arizona got their ass kicked today by a shitty Detroit Lions team. But the reality of it is, despite the fact that that goes to show you how hard it is, if you don't come to play, you will lose in the NFL. People look at this 10-4 and Cowboys team. One guy tweeted at me and said, this is fool's gold. Somebody else said, doesn't matter. They're not going to do anything. I sit there and I look and I go, okay, well, that's the case for this team. You have to apply that logic to every other team in the NFL because they all are sitting in this boat. No, man, this is, um, you know, you know, this is just a different year in the NFL. There is no dominant team. There is no standard. There is no gold standard this year. There's a bunch of really good teams. Cowboys are one of them. And if and, and what's going to happen is, and, and maybe we're seeing it now, maybe we're not, it hadn't revealed itself yet, somebody will get hot going into the playoffs, and they will take the championship, and we'll be like, wow, how did that happen? Yeah, it, it's – it's the reality of the NFL, man. And so I tweeted this out earlier, and I was serious. It's like, I'm, you're 10-4. and four, You're going to win the division. You're going to the playoffs. Again, only two teams right now have fewer losses than you. I'll take that. I'm taking that every single year. Now, are the Cowboys the best team in the NFL? I don't think so, but I have no idea because, quite honestly, I don't know who is. No, well, teams, teams streak at different times. Dallas was really hot early. Now they've cooled off, although they're starting to win. Um, the Cardinals, really hot early. Now they've cooled off. Um, you know, so it's, it's a matter of getting, hitting it at the right time and making it do what it do. But, you know, to me, man, this is just your boy here. All the people who have gloom and doom on the Cowboys right now, it's because you aren't looking at it with the right perspective. Right. And here's, here's the only thing you have to do when it comes to perspective. And I don't even know if Matt knows what I'm talking about. You're looking at it from the, from the July, August, September, October perspective, which is we, and I'm talking to you like I'm a Cowboys fan because y'all know I'm not. I'm just what it is. We have a dynamic offense. And if the defense can just be, had, just be average, we can go win the Super Bowl. That, I mean, that was the thought. Training camp first two months of the season. The only thing that's changed is you need to view it like this. Oh my God, we have a championship caliber defense, and the offense—if they can just be average and not turn the ball over and score, you know, twenty-one points a game, 
we might can win a championship because this defense is something else right now. That's how you should look at it right now because your defense is one of the top units in the league right now. I don't care about whatever standards you want to use. They are. And yes, your offense is middling and Rudy Putin average and raggedy. Yeah. And, and you look around the league and again, Arizona, I mean, they got mauled by, by the worst team in the NFL. Detroit had won one game and yeah, they'd been close. They have a point differential of minus 123. That's after today. That's after they won by 18 points today. I mean, they're not a good team, and they mauled Arizona. Then you look at the Patriots the other night, and the Colts are a solid team. The Patriots, for the most part, had no answers. Mac Jones did not look good, and that was a Patriots team that had won seven in a row. Point being, it's tough to win in the NFL, and I thought what the Cowboys have done these last three weeks, it is obvious the offense, something is is wrong. It, it is not functioning the way that we had become accustomed to with this offense. But your point as we get into this with the defense, this is a Cowboys team that probably offensively, not probably, they're not playing their best. But all they have done is win. And at the end of the day, when you are fighting in the NFL, trying to put yourself in a good position, you just want to win these games. And they won this game. Now, you would ask me, you go, what did you think of that game today? And I told you flat out, I said, I thought it was boring as hell, except when the defense was on the field. And that's how I've gotten with this offense. It's just it's dull. Watching this offense is dull. Um, now, I, I think that begs a bigger question. Like, you know, why do you think that is? You okay over there? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that is. It's a combination. One thing that I wanted to get into, so I'll just start here and, and see what you think. I think that we have in our mindset that this Cowboys offensive line is the best offensive line in the NFL, and it's not. I don't think it's top five. I think it's average at best. And I think a lot of this is because we go, well, this offense, I mean, they've got this great offensive line and they've got all these great, and I just don't think they do anymore. And, And Dak today against a mad Giants team, he was constantly under pressure. I thought Dak played fine today. Was he elite? No, but they didn't really need him to do anything special. I thought he made some nice throws. He had a couple you probably want to have back. Every quarterback has that in every game. But I thought he was better today than he had been in the last couple of weeks. CeeDee Lamb had three drops today. Zeke and Pollard, they, they the running game worked a little bit better than we had seen it, but it still wasn't anything super exciting. And it just, the play calling at times, kind of you scratch your head. It's all this whole cluster of all of that together that just leads you when the offense is out there to just kind of shrug your shoulders and be like, well, okay. (laughs) Yeah, now I got to tell you, I watched the game in the most interesting way I've ever watched it before today because uh, most of y'all know I was in Atlanta this week uh, covering a uh, celebration bowl as uh, president of the JJT Media Group, working for the undefeated. And so I came back. And my flight left right as, as, as the game was kicking off. And so I watched it on a plane, which is a very unique experience. Because, dude, the, the, how do I want to say this? Watching the game on the plane, the action on the TV, on my iPad, was about five plays behind Twitter and the stat services I was using on Wi-Fi. That's weird, bro. Mm. Uh, but that being said, the game was incredibly boring while I was watching it. Yeah. And uh, then I, I watched some of it on my phone once I landed and I had to t- catch the tram uh, over from Terminal A to Terminal D. And then I listened to the last part on the radio 
And I walked in my door with about, uh, it's probably about two minutes left in the game. Uh, so it's it was a very weird way to watch it, but, dude, the game was incredibly boring. Uh, I thought so, def- too. Yeah. It's, you know, because you can have great defense, and that can be make a game exciting because they're making plays, mm-hmm. or you can have bad offense. And the Cowboys right now kind of have bad offense. Yeah, and that's the thing is it just is – it's like in a, they're in a malaise. It's dull. There's nothing exciting to it. There's no big explosive plays anymore. They didn't have a single play in this game over. I think the longest play was that catch to Gallup for 19 yards. That was their biggest play of the of the day. Now, put that in perspective. They snapped the ball 70 times. 70 times, your biggest play, 19 yards. Now, apparently the Giants ran a lot of too deep stuff designed to keep right, things right. up underneath them. But, you know, still, at some point, you, you, catch, you, catch a, you make a play. You break a tackle, you take. You know, I think Dak missed. Uh, somebody was wide open at one at one point. Uh, you know, they're just not when they get it. When they get opportunities, they're not taking advantage of them. They're just a little bit off. Now here, you know, you can find solace in the fact that you've seen this play team play at such an incredibly high level offensively. So it's not like you it can't happen because you've seen it. It's just what do they have to do to get it back, and when will it happen? And I think that's where the frustration is because I don't know the answer. And, and you're running out of time here because we said, okay, well, maybe you can get it going. You've got a nice stretch here, but Washington, Giants, Washington, those teams aren't any good. The Giants are horrible. And you just, you still couldn't get anything going. And that's the thing about the offense today. It didn't totally suck. It just is an average offense. I mean, again, they move the ball and then they get in the red zone and it's like they don't know what they're doing. Some of the play calling, I think, as well, and you never know, like the Dak audible out of something, is that the original play? There just seems to be like a Zeke, that often is Zeke the first read. You know, he seems to check down a lot. There was a play, for instance, the third and seven, they're inside like the, the 10 or whatever, and they call a draw up the middle. <laughs> and you're just, I'm just going, what, why? It's, that play was really weird. And then, of course, you had the third and four. You're deep in the red zone, and Dak gets sacked immediately because the offensive line can't protect him. That was the one where, you know, they they just had no idea what was happening. And, and two guys blitzed on the edge. Neither one of them even had a, anybody remotely try to block him. And Dak had, I mean, Dak had less than a second. Like, what do you want him to do? And so you see things like that, and you wonder, like, you guys go back. You know the offense isn't working the way that you would expect it. You're seeing this on tape week in and week out, and yet – you come out the next week and nothing really seems to have changed. Well, I mean, you know that they're making adjustments and, and they're trying different right, things. Right, right. But, you know, we also know that football is a game of, you know, just because you, you want to put it in, do you get to it? Is Do they call the right defense in the right situation when you try to take advantage of something? That's all goes into it. Um, it's a, a little bit of it's a malaise. And I think you hit on an earlier point that we didn't really follow up on, which is, you know, their offensive line is not mm. anything close to what we thought it was. And then, you know, Tyron Smith is still playing at a high level. He's still a good player. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, Zach Martin is, I don't know if he's still great, but he's still a good, really good player. Right. You know? um, but the other, th- you know, Lyle Collins is just a guy. Yeah, all, all the other guys are just a guy, average at best. Yeah, and don't forget now, Lyle Collins was supposed to be like yeah. an, an elite level player. And, you know, over the, and two years ago, maybe he was, but not when he got paid. But now, man, he's literally just a guy. Biotish is just a guy, and then Connor Williams is just a guy. And don't forget, you didn't have Tyron Smith today. So whether it was Terrence Steele at left tackle, 
where he's a much lesser player than he is at right tackle or Ty Nesheski. Mm-hmm. You know, you just didn't have a lot going with your offensive line today. Not at all. And, and you saw that. Pass protection was an issue. There was a couple of times where Dak, it, 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 they won, like you were talking about, the way that they were playing defense, it didn't allow a lot deep down the field, so they were taking a lot of stuff that was short and underneath. But then when there were opportunities, he didn't have time to stand in the pocket and pass. I mean, there was that one where there was a blitz, and CeeDee Lamb tried to get a block on the dude, and I think that that's where Dak fumbled. I think Dak thought Lamb did block him. Because then he stepped up. He's like, all right, because he saw CD when he was running around. And then he set, and he had to wait for the, a second to get open, escape the rusher. And I think he thought that Lamb had blocked him so he could set and actually gear up to throw down the field. And Lamb did not block him. That dude came out and slapped the ball out of Dak's hand. So it, it's just there's so many little things like that that seem to add up during the course of the game for this offense where it's, it's really surprising. I mean, it's shocking to watch this team week in and week out continue to struggle offensively like this. Yeah, I think it's shocking because they played at such a high level earlier. But you got to remember, this team is not that team. I mean, this oh, offense true. is not that right. offense. That offense, Zeke was averaging five yards a carry and was one of the best running, you know, one of the top five running backs in the league before he got hurt. Now he's on a six-game streak with with uh, with fewer than 60 yards, where I think 52 is like his high in the last six weeks. Uh, you know, so this offense – even I was arguing with our friend Clarence Hill about this many times. It's just um, they're still built around the running game. And when the running game works, everything feeds off of that. When the running game doesn't work and you have to switch it up, they're still trying to figure out who they are when they're a pass-first offense. Yeah, and, and that's where, I don't know. Like I said, there's so many factors to me. It, it, it's Dak, it's the rec- I mean, again, CeeDee Lamb had three drops. A couple of them would have been for nice games and hit them right in the hands and he dropped them. You know, there was a one play where Amari Cooper was open and Dak threw it and the dude tipped it and knocked it down. And that's one of those where I thought, well, I mean, the Giants players get paid to play in the NFL too. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they get paid to make plays. You know, James Bradbury is a damn good corner and he made a couple of nice plays today. There's a reason why he's a very highly paid cornerback in the NFL. And, and it's just frustrating because it's so many different things and I think the easy thing to do is go, well, Dak's in a slump or Dak's not good. Okay, there's some fairness to that, but it's so many other things with the offense as well where collectively it's just gross to watch. I mean, they are. It's funny because they had one of those turnovers and they were almost in the red zone, and I put on Twitter, I was like, oh, no, the Cowboys already have the ball in the red zone. That sucks. <laughs> you know, that, that red zone thing, man, if you can't run it down there, yeah, and it doesn't matter how you run it, whether it's with Zeke Elliott or whether it's with the read option, with Dak as a viable threat or however, it doesn't matter. If you can't run it down there, it's just hard to score, man, unless you got a Des Bryant kind of guy where you just throw it up and say, go get it. And they haven't had that. Um, they don't even have a real Jason Witten technician down there that they could take advantage of. And so now you're talking about you got to scheme something up every week. And they just haven't had a lot of success, man. Two out of five today, it's just rough. And then they have negative plays down there, and negative plays ruin any drive. So, you know, man, there's a lot of poo-poo to talk about the offense. And frankly, Matt, we may have spent too much time talking about the offense. Yeah, we we did. but Because the defense is the best part of this team right now. It is. It is. And and I think everybody is just shocked at the offense, and we continually are. 
And again, you still got three weeks in the regular season. You got three weeks, and you know, depending on how it plays out with the games on Tuesday, there is a chance that they'll, when they kick off next week against Washington, they'll already have clinched the division. They're going to win the division. The key is, can you get some momentum with this offense in the next three weeks? You've got two home games, and maybe that's what they need. You know, they've been on the road three straight games, and they won three straight road games. Two of those were divisional road games. Now you get to come home for back-to-back games, so maybe there's something to that where they'll get it, they'll get home and maybe they can they can get on a run again. Who knows? Because I mean, it is kind of weird. They've played four out of their last five games have been on the road. Yeah, and they've they've managed to take care of business, which is hard to do, man. So they they deserve some some uh, some credit for that, man. Winning three on a row on the road is not an easy task to do in the NFL. Just go back and look at teams that have three game uh, road trips. That last game, they often take an L. Yeah, that's true. And, and if you look at it, you got to go all the way back to that Falcons game where they put up 43. Then they lost the Chiefs on the road and they did lose at home on Thanksgiving. But they I mean, that fourth quarter and the offense was flying, put up 33. Then the three straight road games where the offense has just kind of looked like poop. This will be interesting. I'm interested to see what they can do Sunday night and then the following Sunday against Arizona. Now in a game, depending on what happens with Green Bay and Tampa in the last three weeks, I mean, Dallas is... As it sits right now, you need some help because you lost that the head-to-head to Tampa. But Dallas still has an outside shot. I don't think they get the one seed. But, man, I'll tell you this. If this plays out the way that it's looking, I would much rather be the three seed going into the playoffs so you don't have to go to Green Bay unless you end up in the Maybe. NFC Championship game. No, that I mean, then you're like, okay, fine. We'll take our chances up right. there. Uh, but, yeah, I think the two or the three is what you're looking for. And, dude, they're game back with, uh, yeah. with the team that they – that they uh, that they want to beat to, to move ahead of them right there. So, all right. Well, let's get into the defense because you're right. We need to talk about them before we do this, though. Let's tell you about our friends at Brews Biltong. Have you had your Biltong ordered yet? I hope so. I hope you ordered something to share for Christmas because it's awesome. It's incredible. B R U S B I L T O N G Brews Biltong. It's BrewsBiltong.com. You go to the website, you pick out whatever package you'd like. Jacques and I prefer the sliced biltong. It's all really good, though, but the sliced, man, it's savory, it's tender, it blows beef jerky away. Biltong is a traditional South African air-dried meat, and you get 15% off at checkout with the promo code JAM15. Dude, the biltong is sensational, man. Uh, what I like to do is I like to have a couple handfuls uh, during the middle of the day. Uh, kind of like a snack. Um, I like it. Y'all know I like to work out. Um, I like it. It's 240 calories for the two-ounce bag, man. It's a lot of protein, 30 grams, no carbs, no sugar. You're good to go, man. fits my diet perfectly. It's easy to, to maneuver. I carry some in my bag. It's great. Yeah. I mean, I, I always have some around now in my house. I mean, I snack on it at least once a day. I really enjoy it. It's good. It's healthy. There's no sugar. There's no artificial ingredients. It's high in protein. I'm telling you, man, if you like beef jerky, if you are a fan of beef jerky, you will love biltong. I think you'll like biltong so much that you'll just start eating biltong all the time and never eat beef jerky anymore. Personally, but oh, check them out. That, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think you're breaking news there. I, th- I think I'd be surprised if people didn't make the switch. It's brewsbiltong.com. That's where you go. B r u s biltong.com. Promo code Jam fifteen. You get fifteen percent off your order. Also, of course, Blue Star Motor Group. Have you, a lot of people are doing this right now because I don't know if people understand, 
But the used car market is really, if you have a vehicle and you're trying to sell it, right now is probably the best time ever to do that. They will buy your car. Blue Star Motor Group, Deb and her husband, Mike, it's a local family-owned business. They will buy your car. They will come to you wherever you happen to be. They will come to you and they will pay you cash at your location to buy your vehicle. Doesn't get better than that, man. Nope. No, it doesn't. And, and I think the thing about it is, man, whether you're talking about Deb and Mike is Deb can make a deal. She doesn't have to answer anybody. She doesn't check with anybody. There's no finance manager. She is the deal maker, man. And the thing about the company is they want everybody, when the contracts are done and hand, handshakes are complete, they want everybody to feel good about the deal, man. When you're driving off, they want you to go, wow, what a great deal. What a great experience. Can't wait to do it again. Can't wait to tell one of my friends about it. And that's how their business thrives. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... Again, because it's her and her husband, Mike, they have a very low overhead, so they don't have to worry about taking care of all these people. They, in many cases, and I know a few of you have sold cars to Blue Star, and you've reached out and said, you were right, man. They made the process super easy, and they did offer me more than any dealership I checked with. If you are looking to sell your vehicle, you need to give them a call. Touch base with them, because most of the time, they will be able to offer you more cash for your car than a dealership. So call Deb, 817-881-4066. Hell, you can shoot her a text, 817-881-4066. Text her and say, heard about you on Jam Session. I am looking to sell my car. Give her the details, and she'll be able to get back with you pretty quick with what you can expect. Then they'll come to your house, and they will pay cash on site for your car. It's bluestarmotorgroup.com, 817 817- 881-4066. This Cowboys defense, man, they did it again. They did not allow a touchdown today. They only allowed two field goals. They had four takeaways for the third consecutive game. What's wild about this defense, they are now tied for the NFL lead with the Colts. They have 31 takeaways. They lead the NFL in interceptions. They have 23 interceptions. The next closest team has 20. And we are starting to see... You know, somebody, I had put something up. I forget what somebody, one of you guys that's listening responded, well, they're playing bad quarterbacks. I was like, every team in the NFL plays bad quarterbacks. Not every team in the NFL takes the ball away. Dude, I think it's a situation, man, where you've never seen this team get this many turnovers. Doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. You just have to accept it, that this is their year. This is the year where they've got a bunch of playmakers, that this is the year where they're catching, for the most part, the ball instead of uh, it eluding them like we've seen it do so many times in the past and quit bitching and moaning about it man and just accept it because we've certainly spent enough time over the years talking about man how the cowboys play 16 games get 10 turnovers you know what i mean yeah i mean this is this is something like we've never experienced and it it's it's one of those things like the Demarcus Lawrence play. And by the way, he was a beast today. I mean, he was everywhere. He made some incredible plays, got some pressure. He was the reason why that Jordan Lewis interception happened. You know, and Jordan Lewis, I mean, we, we've talked about this in the last couple of weeks. Some of these guys on this defense who just, they're ball hawks. And they're starting to catch balls and they're around the ball to where they make plays when the opportunity is there. So it doesn't matter what team you're playing or how good or bad the quarterback is. They have guys that when the opportunity is there, they take advantage of that opportunity, which I think separates them in this defense from other teams. Well, they're also creating the opportunities. I mean, sure. look at the interception with uh, Jordan Lewis, man. Yeah, it was an easy catch to make. Uh, but why did they make the catch? Because Tank, 
uh, Lawrence smacks the quarterback just as he's throwing it, and the ball just flutters up in the air. That's called making a play, man. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I don't, you know, I. I just take it for what it is, man. Too many people overthink it. Too many people overanalyze it, whether it's good, bad, or whatever, man. Sometimes it just is what it is. We've told you. They've got playmakers at every level of their defense today. And go back and look at at the plays that were made today, man. So Tank Lawrence forces a fumble. Tank Lawrence hits the quarterback. Jordan Lewis picks it off. Malik Hooker, who hasn't really done a whole lot for the Cowboys this year, Mm -hmm. but before he got hurt, what was Malik Hooker? a playmaking safety with the Colts. Yeah. So it's not like he's not a guy who can do it. He's done it before. He just hadn't done it here because he's been hurt essentially for a year and a half as he comes overcomes his, that Achilles injury. And then Trayvon Diggs makes a play in the end zone. So you get these four turnovers. Who's responsible for them? For the most part, bro, it's the playmakers on your team. The only guy who was quiet today was Micah Parsons, and they still had four turnovers. Yeah. I mean, it's – it's impressive, man, and you look at it like that catch that Trayvon Diggs had in the end zone where they ended up ruling it a catch, and, and we have seen his ability because he was a wide receiver for the bulk of his football playing career till he got later in college at Alabama and then, of course, now, but he now has 10 interceptions. That is just the third Cowboy in their history to have 10 interceptions in a season, and I was looking at this. I don't think people realize this. If he gets another interception, do you realize that no one since 1981, that's 40 years, we have not seen anybody in the NFL have 11 or more interceptions since 1981, and Trayvon Diggs is one pick away from doing that. Dude, that's uh, that's amazing. And uh, the ball finds him. Uh, he'll get opportunities, man. Uh, they're playing Washington next week. He'll get opportunities. Uh, he'll certainly get opportunities against uh, Arizona because they're going to throw the ball. In the, in the way that they play offense. And then, um, you know, in the final game against Philly, he'll get some there uh, just because, uh, you know, the offense that the uh, that the Eagles run. Wouldn't shock me at all. Wouldn't surprise me at all if he gets it. I'm looking forward to it, and I'd love to see him grab two more and get 12. Yeah, it'd be badass because you look at this. I was looking this earlier. Only 27 players in NFL history have had 11 or more interceptions in a season. Only 13 players have ever had 12 or more. Now, to be fair, he is going to have an opportunity to do this in a 17-game season. Night Train Lane with the NFL record had 14 picks. He did that in 12 games. Wow. But also the same point you have to point out, quarterbacks, and when he set the record, quarterbacks weren't completing 70% of their passes. Now, they probably completed more like 50%, (laughs) and he was probably mugging receivers at the line of scrimmage. Right. It's a little bit of a different game when all these penalties are designed to help the offense, and you've got a dude in this day and age who's about to have more interceptions than any player's had in 40 years of NFL is incredible. But this defense, man, they are fun to watch. They're feeling it. They play with swagger. They seem to feed off of each other, and and they just start – I don't know how to describe it, but – and I said this last week, and I still can't believe it. When the offense is out there, I'm looking up stats. When the defense is out there, I'm glued to the TV. That's because the defensive playmakers are producing at a pretty high level. They're, I mean, I just told you how high a level they're producing. Uh, the offensive playmakers are not, and that's why you're drawn to it. You like plays. You like excitement. And right now, it's all on the defense. You know, um, Dak Prescott revealed after the game today that there's a bet between the offense and defense. Mm takeaways versus touchdowns and as Dak said they're kicking our ass because today four takeaways to two touchdowns yeah they are kicking their ass (laughs) I mean it's not even close man and 
I don't know. It, it, it's it's interesting, but they have been able to do some things, and we'll see how it turns out. I mean, we we will definitely see as they go through the next three weeks if the defense is going to be making plays like this and continue to take a ball away, and there's no reason to think that it'll stop because they've been doing it the entirety of the season, they may surprise some people. Now, the offense is going to have to get going. I still have a hard time believing when you get to the playoffs, if you can't, I mean, they averaged less than five yards a play today. That's like impossible. Well, the reality is, bro, you can't score points unless you have big plays. I mean, really, that's how you score points. Because you have these huge plays that take up, uh, you know, 30, 40, 50 yards. Because if you have to drive the ball consistently, there's going to be a negative play. There's going to be a penalty. It's going to be something that gets you behind the chains, wrecks your drive. Without the big plays, you know, every any offense is going to struggle. Uh, and it doesn't matter. It just that so happens that it's Dallas is struggling now. But any offense is going to struggle without the big plays. It is, and that's one thing, again, the offense and the defense and the dichotomy that these two units have become this season. It's, it's been really interesting. I, it, it's, I can't believe that we are talking about this Cowboys defense and the things that they have been doing and this offense and the struggles that they have. is just weird. It's so much different than anything we've been used to the last few years. I was going to say, that's because, <laughs> well, they haven't had this. I mean, they haven't had this level of playmaker. They've had Demarcus Lawrence and a bunch of other guys. Yeah. Uh, even when Robert Quinn was here and got like 12 or 13, 14 sacks, it wasn't that we saw him as like, wow, he's a super-duper dominant player. They need to keep him. We're like, well, he's only getting that because Tank is on the other side. These guys, Parsons and Trayvon Diggs and Randy Gregory and uh, your boy Tank Lawrence, these are legitimate big-time NFL playmakers, man, and they do it every week. It's nice to see. It's it's fun. And again, this is what you're supposed to do to me. You're supposed to go, and we've talked about this. You're supposed to go on the road against a team that you were better than and beat them, and the Cowboys did that. Was it pretty? No. But a 21-6 to win, you take that. And like I said earlier, I, I we'll see with the back-to-back home games and an opportunity to be at home for a couple of weeks if maybe that's something that the offense needs to start getting back into sync We'll find out, man. There's only three games left, and we'll either know going into the playoffs that this is a team that might make some noise, or we may be going, well, it's going to be tough to win with an offense like this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to expect, but we'll find out. We continue here on the pod, and let's tell you, of course, as always, our sponsors, they're kick-ass. We appreciate them so much. I know you probably have a vehicle with them right now, but JR and his guys over at Freeway Tire Shop, they will get you taken care of. They will get you set up. It is a mechanic you can trust. If you've been looking for a place, it could be as simple as an oil change. You know, sometimes I think people are like, man, you know, I went and got an oil change, and then two days later, some weird things started happening with my car. And then you wonder, did they screw it up? JR and his guys, you can trust them to do the oil change, to do the state inspections, or to take your engine out of your car and work on it and do some really heavy, detailed work and stand behind what they do. Dude, it's all about, man, it's all about trust when it comes to a car mechanic because most of us don't know how to fix a car. And so the reason I take my cars to, uh, to JR is really quite simple. You trust them to diagnose the issue and find out what's, what the heck is wrong. Then I trust them to use quality parts. Mm-hmm. I trust them to give me a fair price, dog. How about that? No, the labor cost should not be $900, okay? I, I just don't care. It shouldn't be that much. And then I trust him to stand behind his work, which he does. He's great at all these things, man. That's why uh, I take all my cars to him. That's why I tell you to take yours. 
JR, it's a dude you can trust. He is a dude you can trust. It's Freeway Tire Shop just north of downtown Dallas. You can request a quote. You can schedule an appointment online at freewaytireshop.com. Also, of course, and we tell you about Aaron and his guys at HFX Foundation Solutions. This is one of those things where you never know. Like your home will start giving you little signs. You'll see a crack there. Or you'll, you'll notice maybe the floor is a little off. That is your house telling you there might be a problem with your foundation. If you give Aaron a call, his guys, he'll come out himself and they'll get you taken care of with a free, no obligation inspection. And they'll either tell you, hey, it's a good thing you called because we caught it early. Or they may tell you you don't have any problems at all, but you need to make that call because that is something you don't want to screw with, man. If you, if you let your foundation go without getting it checked up, that can really be costly. I mean, we're talking thousands of dollars you could save yourself if you get it checked up now. Well, again, the consultation's free, man. They come over and check it out and tell you what's up. But as I always like to say, even if there is a problem that, that Aaron and his crew finds, it's likely they find it in the early stages. It's going to cost you a lot less than if you wait. And then secondly, if they don't find anything, well, I mean, it's time to pop some bottles and, uh, and you don't have to worry about it for another few years. But the thing is, get it checked out and then it's never, it's never even an issue. 817-770-0174. It is hfxfoundation.com if you want to check out the website. And of course, keep in mind, they do offer third-party financing. If you do have a problem, you can use that to help you get your home repaired and up to par. HFX Foundation Solutions. 817-770-0174. Let's take a quick trip around the block because you, you sent me a text the other day with the picture your son, AJ, got a tattoo, and man, it is badass. <laughs> it is. I mean, it is badass. Like, you sent it, and I was like, holy shit, that is nice. The work is really nicely done. It's very well detailed. The line work is incredible. And then you told me the price, and I was like, well, that's why. <laughs> I mean, it's a large well, tattoo. It's, I mean, I imagine that took a few hours, but it, it is, I mean, it's damn good. No, it starts, uh, I'll tell you guys about it. It's... Um because there's an interesting story behind it. It starts, uh, it basically starts at the top of his left shoulder and goes to his elbow. I mean, that's a hell of a tat to, for that to be your first one. Now, for perspective, I got my first one at 37. It's a Chinese character on my uh, right bicep. I got another one in 2011 after the Mavs won a championship. No, it's not a Mavs trophy. But I wanted to go to uh, Miami, Inc., Miami Inc., uh, which I don't know was pretty popular. They had a TV show or something, so I just decided I wanted to go there. So I picked up a tat. It's more like a cross uh, that's on the top of my left shoulder. So that's so my son has seen me with tattoos most of his life. Not a lot. I've just got two. Well, he started talking about trying to get a tattoo when he was a junior in high school. And I go, dude, you're going to have to carry a tattoo with you your whole life. You can't get it. As a junior, you can start thinking about it if you want to, but nah, bro, we ain't, we ain't no tattoo here. And don't come home with one that one of your buddies did. I will kick your ass. I mean, it's that simple. Yeah. Um, so last year, he said, what about now? Can I get one at 17? I said, I think you got to be 18 before you can get one, bro. He's like, nah, I don't know. I'll look it up. So all of a sudden, because our phones were merged, I started seeing all these pictures of this. Because uh, one of the things I told him was, this is body art. This is going to be on your body for a lifetime. If you do something you ain't supposed to, people will be identifying you by this. So my point is do quality work. Get, get, don't get a cheap tattoo. That's not something you do cheap. You either save the money to get what you yep. want or, 
or just don't get it. And so, um, uh, and so I would question him every now and then because he'd show me some pictures. Hey, I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about that. And I would always say, okay, what's the, what's the point? What are we doing? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? And um, finally I said, what you need to do, man, is all these people whose art you keep showing me, and it's really, really good. You need to hit them on IG and say, how much do you charge? Because if they're not charging, you know, somewhere around $100 an hour, they ain't about nothing, bro. Yep. <laughs> so he came back with the guy he picked. He said, he said it's like 125 And I said, well, at least he's in the right price range. So I said, let me see his work. And so he showed it to me. And this was another guy, man, because he told me last year on his birthday, because his birthday's in December, he goes, I found a spot. I said, dude, I, think, I don't think you can go to your 18. No, I found a spot. You guys said you could do it. I said, all right, I'll go with you. So we went, man, walked in the place. The guy's got the iPad out, and he's looking at it, all at the designs that my dude sent him. And he's like, okay, yeah, we can do this, we can do this. And then this other woman walks up. She says, okay, um, you know, this looks like this. Uh, tentatively, we've got you down for four hours at, uh, you know, $100 an hour or whatever it was last year. Uh, I need your uh, driver's license and uh, ID, da-da-da-da-da. And see, I looked at him and he looked at me. I said, see, I told you I asked they was going to look for ID. Mm. And he, t he gave it to the woman. The woman took it and came back and said, uh, you're only 17. You, you know, state law says you got to be 18. And he looks at me. And I go, dude, you told me that they said it was, uh, well, I guess I didn't really add. I was like, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are we doing, bro? Right. <laughs> So to make a long story <laughs> short, I go, next year you're 18. You this won't be an issue, man. So uh so he spent dude, I mean he's been researching this thing for like I said, two years. So here's what he came up with. It's a great picture of a wolf with these kind of steely eyes mm -hmm. staring at you. So I don't know how would you describe this thing? It's like a circle. I don't know how you would describe this thing. Maybe it's like a clock with the center of the clock being like an eye. And yeah. It's got a bunch of bunch of Roman numerals on it. Yeah, that's a good that, way of describing it, yeah. That kind of comes out of the bottom of the wolf, so it looks like they're like kind of connected. And so I think I sent Matt the answer to this because I was like, what the hell does this mean, bro? And he's like, the wolf represents loyalty, and the eye is you and my mom watching over me. And the Roman numerals, it turns out, are our birthdays nice the day the month and the year i mean it's a sweet ass tat man i mean it really is and the work the wolf like the fur of the wolf looks real oh no he i mean, I mean it's really well done it when made, it made me, me want to go get one <laughs> <laughs> when uh when he showed me this dude's work i was like well he's badass man yeah man i mean it's <laughs> and it's it's impressive. Yeah. And it's about $800. Yeah, that's uh, about right. I mean, that that's, yeah. I mean, it, I've, one of my goals for 2022 is to get another tattoo because I've wanted to get, like the one that he got is, it's on his shoulder and it's basically a half sleeve, essentially. Yeah. And then right. I, I kind of have like almost like a half sleeve, but I, there's some gaps I want to get filled in. And then I want to have one like continuing down my forearm and stuff. So We'll see. I mean, that, that's one of those things, you know, it takes time and, and you got to invest in it and it has to be the right time of year, really. 
that type of thing. Like, I think it's better now to get it because you don't want it to get too much sun exposure when it's real new and you don't want it to be in the water stuff a ton when it's new. You know, right. you want it to set for really a, a few months if you have that opportunity, which is why I always thought getting them in the winter is better, right. you know, than you're going to have it out in the sun a lot when it's fresh and all that type of thing. See, I didn't even know that much. Um, but uh, no, that's uh, that was that was quite a jump off for your first tattoo to do it like that. Um, but again, he had been uh, he'd been working for it for so long uh, or working toward it or yeah. researching it and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm the kind of dude that if you decide you want to do something like that, then, you know, do it the proper way. I and agree. Then, you yeah. Know, me, you know me, man. I was telling like anytime he said I'm thinking about this, I'm like, well, you got to explain it, bro. You can't have shit on your body. And somebody ask you one day, you go, I don't know. It just look cool. <laughs> nah, I mean, it's got to be some, <clears throat> some deeper, some deeper meaning than that. And so, uh, you know, I challenged him on all his all his ideas, uh, you know, all along the way. I told him, you know, keep it. Don't go past your elbows for now. You know, when you get to be a real grown man, not just one from age, you can do what you want to. But for now, you know, keep it at your elbow in case you need to go somewhere professionally. You can always have it covered up. So, uh, you know, stuff like that, man, because he's only 18, you know. Yeah. His mind will will change about a thousand things although this tattoo ain't gonna be one of them nope <laughs> can't change that yeah i always thought i mean that was one of the things that and everybody kind of views tattoos differently if i had a full sleeve who knows i mean maybe i'd put like some random stuff just in it that didn't carry a ton of meaning just to blend in but every tattoo that i have like if i ever got to a point where i didn't like my tattoos i could at least look at it and be, it means something to me like there's something there's a yeah. reason why i have that and I enjoy the message that when people see it, it's like, I think I told my dad once, my mom and dad asked me once, like, you know, why, why do you like getting tattoos and stuff? And I was like, well, you know, I guess at the end of the day, if I could never speak again and aliens came down and I didn't know how to communicate with them, they could read my tattoos and know kind of what I'm about. <laughs> and they're like, all right, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> now I've been thinking about, uh, I've been thinking about getting another one. Uh, and it was before, uh, I don't know, probably over the last three months. Uh, but it's more, much more about my, uh, you know, some, some stuff I'm thinking about at a higher plane mm -hmm. these days. And so I was like, you know what, this might be the time for me to go, go ink it up. Because uh, I haven't done one in 10 years. Yeah, it's time. And, and, and so, uh, and now I, I like the way my arms are looking. So, you know, it's always about me with that ego, Matt. Yeah, there so, you go. <clears throat> like, I never wanted to. Like you always want your tat to look good or, or you know, you know, look representative of when you get it. And so what I have in mind, I was like, you just want to look like a grown ass man when you get it. <laughs> yeah, that's true, man. You do. I mean, it's tattoos. I think at least for me, I mean, I have some random ones, but I put it's what I wanted. And, and, and like the one, some of them, I wish that people could see more. Like my, I have my family crest on my upper back and I never see that because of where it is. And, you know, like if I'm at the pool or whatever, people see all my tattoos and then it's like, oh, cool for them. But I wish I could look at it. <laughs> I know it's weird, but I don't know. And, and now, you know, being at the age that I'm at, I, I think, you know, I, I did. I put a lot of time into because I was kind of like him. Like I wanted tattoos when I was younger. And then I right. thought, well, no, because what if I change my mind when I'm 25? And then when I turned 25, I wanted to get them. I was like, wow you know what, what if I change my mind when I'm in my 30s? And, and I, I told myself, I said, if I still want them at 30, I'm going to start getting them. And as soon as right. I turned 30, I was like, I do still want them. So I started to get tattoos 
And like I said, I mean, there's a good chance in 2022 that I'm going to end up getting more. And it's, it's, I don't know. I'm a big fan of them. I, I like tattoos. I'll tell you this. If, if I knew I could go to the guy that I want to go and money wasn't an issue whatsoever, I would have a full sleeve for sure. Like if I yeah. knew I could just show up next week and not have to worry about paying for it or anything <laughs> like that, then, cause there's a guy in Birmingham that his work is incredible. I mean, it's right. phenomenal. And that's the one dude that I'd want to go to and I don't know. It's probably one of those things where I'll just end up scheduling it for a few months from now, trying to get in with them and just, you know, be like, okay, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm going to get this. Yeah, that's what you should do. But there's, you know, there's a couple of things. We'll see. If I end up where I, where I want to be in the ratings, which I'll find out in early January, then, you know, you get a bonus for that. And maybe I'll use some of that to, to go get my next tattoo. Yeah, I'm down with it. Yeah, you I think that, like that. that's a good idea. Maybe I'll just get a giant ass, I'm number one on my forearm. People are like, what's that? I'd be like, you listen to the radio? Then you already know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, why not, man? I'll tell you. I mean, that's kind of fun. It's, it's wild, that's for sure. But yeah, I'm a tattoo fan. I just got it. And I know what I want to get to. That's the thing. I already know. It's just a matter of how I would tie it in with kind of some of the other stuff that I have on my arm. And then I thought, you know, if I need to fill some space, I could put some random stuff in there. And if you have a whole sleeve, it kind of all works together. That's one thing that tattoo artists are really good at, though. Like you can say, like how AJ went in there and said, hey, you know, kind of showed him what they want. And the way that he put them in there and they, they flow together. Artists are so yeah. good at that. Well, that's, that's, the, art, that's the artistry. It is. You you're know, right. That's, yeah. That's, that's what separates them from another. That's why. I mean, it's like anybody else who does art, man. I mean, that's what they do. Um, that's why you don't want to be cheap. Certain things just aren't worth being cheap about. Not this, uh, man. Because, because you want the best work you can get, especially something on your body like yep. that. Yep. You do not want to screw at all with paying. I, like what you said earlier is exactly right. If you can't afford the tattoo that costs in the 120, one, maybe $100 an hour range, don't get it. Save up and get yeah. when you can. Because I, I know people and I've seen their tattoos and I go, well, how much did you pay for that? And they're like, oh, it's like 50 bucks. I'm like, oh, no shit, because it looks horrible. Nah, nah, you should, um, dude, it's, it's worth the money. You know, you should just set a base. If your base is 100, yep. then it's 100. From 125, it's 125. And just say until I can, you know, save up four or five hours worth of that, then I'm just going to let it ride. Yeah, I would, I would save up. And, and again, if, if you're thinking about getting tattoos, you want to make sure it's art. And, you know, would you buy a $50 crappy painting and put it up in your house and people come over and stare at it? No, you would invest. If you're going to get art, you invest in it. And this is art on yourself that lasts forever. Well, not forever, I guess, until your body decays or whatever, but it's still on you. Yeah, until you turn to dust. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So I thought that was cool because I, again, I mean, I'm impressed, man. That is a really, really, really kick-ass tattoo. It really is. I, I got to say, I did have a little, oh, my God, I want to get one. I got to go get another one because <laughs> it was just so well done. And I thought, you got to tell them, I thought the design was badass. Like, it looks awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick it out there. It is cool, man. So let's continue. There's a couple other things I wanted to get into here as we kind of circle back around to our Cowboys conversation. And let's tell you about Smokey John's Barbecue. Yeah, they have the Jam Session Bowl, and it is fantastic, and you guys have been killing it there. Did you see Steve Mooney went and took a picture and had sent it to us, and then Smokey John's liked it so much that they had put it up, <laughs> you know, because it's just such a great picture. And he's got the, the Steve White and the Jam Session Bowl there. 
But I'm telling you, man, if you guys have not been over to Smokey John's to get the Jam Session Bowl, like Peter Scott, I put up a picture of it on our Instagram story, which if you are on Instagram and want to follow us, at Jam Session Cast on our Instagram. And Peter Scott, he goes, that looks like some good eating. And it is, man. I'm telling you, you've had it. It's phenomenal. The Jam Session Bowl, not only is it a secret menu item, it's only for people that listen to the podcast. It's actually really damn good. No, it's phenomenal, man. I mean, it's a macaroni and cheese base or it's a mashed potatoes base, man. And then uh, you get your pick of two or five uh, smoked meats. I like the brisket. I like the sausage. The chicken's good, too. Um, You know, so you pick those, man. They put it in there. They put some what I would call, you know, some chives and some sour cream, mm-hmm. stuff you'd find on, on a baked potato on top of it, man. Drizzle it with a little of that Smokey John sauce, and uh, you are off and running. I got it uh, with my dad and his wife when they were here, man, and they split it and couldn't finish it. Yep. And then they split the leftovers later. So it's enough for uh, – it's definitely enough for two. It's probably enough for three if uh, if you're just sitting down as a, as a family or, uh, you know, there was a third wheel on your date, something like that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, if you if you brought your your side piece or something along with you on your date, then maybe all three of you could share in the jam session bowl. <laughs> maybe you know, I don't but know if we want to go that far. That, I'm point just saying, is, there's plenty of food. There's plenty of food, so you get to choose. It's only at Smokey John's Barbecue. It's not on the menu. It's a secret menu item. You get a complimentary beverage when you order it, and they'll love it, man. They'll come out, and, and Brent and Juan will be like, hell yeah. I mean, Juan, he listens to the podcast every episode, and they're great people. It's local. It's family-owned. It is Smokey John's Barbecue. And also, don't forget, Christmas is coming up next weekend, of course. And if you're looking for a great stocking stuffer, you can order their sauce and their rub online. And if you're in the Dallas area, you can order it online and just swing by the store and pick it up. And it's fantastic. I mean, I love, love, love their barbecue sauce. Love it. As a matter of fact, I love it so much. We went to a place here in Birmingham and had some barbecue the other night. And I go, man, this sauce is good. It reminds me. I was like, it's almost like Smokey John's, but not quite as good. Dude, Smokey Giant sauce so good. Matt be drinking it straight out the bottle. It is. <laughs> it's fantastic, man. So get out and support them. It's local. It's family owned. It is Smokey John's Barbecue right there off Mockingbird, just north of downtown Dallas. Don't forget, I know Christmas is coming up this weekend. We are just a few days away. Have you gotten your e-gift card yet from KinleyRose.com? The new online women's boutique, it is KinleyRose.com, K-I-N-L-E-Y, Rose.com, focusing on attainable style without sacrificing comfort. It is a small local business and you can support them online. Now you can order, you can have stuff shipped to you, but if you want a little stocking stuffer, something you can put in the stocking, e-gift card is the way to go. And then you can let your lady pick out what she wants. I'm telling you, they've got all kinds of cute new outfits that are out there. It's trendy, it's fashionable. And if you're a guy, you can buy it for your lady. If you're a lady, I guarantee you, you'll probably find something for yourself on there. It will make a fantastic Christmas surprise. So consider getting your e-gift card at the new online women's boutique. It's KinleyRose.com, K-I-N-L-E-Y, Rose.com. On Instagram, if you want to check them out on their Instagram, you can do that as well, at ShopKinleyRose. Don't forget, by the way, whether it's an e-gift card or you want to order an outfit or a top, they've got all kinds of different things for the winter on there getting you ready. It is Jam Session 10. Use that promo code Jam Session 10 and you get 10% off your first order. So check them out. Peruse what they've got. Find something for your next hot date. 
at KenleyRose.com. So I wanted to throw this out here because just a couple of little notes that I had. I thought this was interesting. Did you see our guy, Ed Warder, just put this up on Twitter that today was the 100th time that Mike McCarthy has thrown the challenge flag in his head coaching career. He is now 50 out of 100 on challenges. Exactly 50%. I thought that was interesting. But well, that, what, that was a good I don't challenge. Know. Is, that, is that good or is that bad? I don't know. I was wondering that too. <laughs> I mean, I think Why that not? you would want to be better than 50% at challenging because you're supposed to have somebody who like radios down to you or whatever and says, yeah, challenge this. Well, yeah, but sometimes you just pull it just because you're like, we ain't got time to wait. We need to, you know, make yeah. a move right now. And then sometimes I think that they do it because they're backing up their guy. But I thought yeah, that was a great challenge today because uh, I thought he did catch a, it. I was like, if that was a receiver, that's a touchdown. I don't know, man. Those, I don't, I'm not going to sit there and tell you. I, I really have no idea when they do that because I was like, did you really complete the catch? Uh, because most of the time, if you don't have the ball, it, when it's all said and done, for whatever reason, they go, no, it's not yeah. a catch. Yeah, like if you and went so, to the ground, if you don't come up with it. It's, it's, I don't know, man. It's like Schlereth was talking about it on the broadcast going, it just, it should just be common sense. Like, okay, that's a catch, but now we got to frame by frame it and see where his body, what, all this different stuff. And I thought there's some truth to that. Also today, did you see Greg Zerline missed two more extra points? He now is tied for the lead for the most missed extra points this season. He has missed five. That's a problem, bro. It like, is. You just, you just feel like at some point during the playoffs, that's um, that's going to hurt them, or it's going to, you, you know, the field goals I can live with, man. It's the extra points. I'm like, really? I mean, really? That's I don't know, bro. I feel uncomfortable with that. I feel like it's going to be a problem. It is, and, and the only other guy that missed five was Tristan Vizcaino, who was with the Chargers earlier this season, and I don't. I think they cut him because he he missed five extra points. He only made ten out of fifteen, and then he was done. <laughs> he didn't get to miss that many. No, but but it is weird because Zerline after today he now has. I forget what I think you have to have attempted twenty extra points to qualify in the statistics so he's dead last in extra point conversions i think he's like at 85 percent, which is last of of kickers that qualify yeah but he's he's good i mean that's what's weird about it like he nails his field goals and then he's missing extra points feels like it's a concentration thing a focus thing but i'm telling you man there's you just don't want to be in the point in the playoffs where you got to start chasing points because he's missed an extra point yeah, that's true. And so I think, again, that's just one of those things that kind of jumped out to me that I wanted to throw out there. All in all, it, it's it, it's weird. Now we're done with the noon kick, so I think that's great. We do have the Sunday night game. We got to figure that out because I didn't realize that. That's the day after Christmas and the Cowboys play Sunday night. So if we're going to do a podcast after the game, it'll be a late one the day after Christmas. Yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I guess we'll... Uh, we'll probably do one. It'll just be... It may not be... You know, sometimes after these games, the podcast ends up being like an hour, and then in the week we have a little bit more time where we can do like an hour and a half. Yeah, that probably is... is we'll probably do something like that, I would imagine. Yeah, try to knock it out. I thought that'll be funny because I'll be at my parents' house, and I'll be like, oh, you guys get to listen to a live Cowboys post-game show. Yeah. That'll be exciting. 
and I'll probably be at my sister's house. And so she'll get to do the same. (laughs) But they need to win. We already saw what they did. What they did to Washington the first time, they need to do again without allowing Washington to get back in the game. Well, yeah. And, you know, Washington's quarterback situation not going to be any better. And so, I mean, mean, it seems like something that's doable. Uh, It's just can their offense, you know, do anything on a consistent basis? Well, plus, I mean, keep in mind as well, because of the problems with COVID and all that, the Washington game got bumped to Tuesday. So not only are you playing an inferior opponent that you should be able to beat, they're coming in on a short week. Dude, it's all lining up for the Cowboys, man. You just got to take care of business and make it do what it do. It is. And then the week after that, they did flex that Arizona game. They did not flex it to Sunday night, but it was flexed. It'll be the 325, the national game of the week or whatever you want to call it on Fox on the following Sunday. That'll be the first Sunday of the new year, January 2nd, when they play the Arizona Cardinals, who, by the way, have all of a sudden lost two consecutive games. They lost 30 to 23 to the Rams. They got their ass kicked by the Lions today, 30 to 12. And on Christmas night, they play the Colts. So there is a very good chance they could be taking taking on an Arizona team coming in with three straight losses by that point. Yeah, because the Colts are playing really good football. Right yeah, now. they are. They are playing. I mean, Jonathan Taylor's a real deal. Dude, the season is long. It's full of adversity, and it's how you handle that adversity that determines whether whether you're standing at the end or whether you're one of the three or four teams standing at the end. Yeah, and we'll see what happens for the final game of the season when they play the Eagles coming up on January 9th, because the Eagles, obviously, they they are the other opponent in that Washington game. They play Tuesday against Washington, then turn around and play the Giants, and then Washington again. I have no idea what to think about the Eagles, but we could have a, a situation, depending on how the next couple of weeks play out in the NFL, where Dallas may go into that final game of the season without anything at stake. Right, which means ain't nobody playing. Right, because everybody will sit, nobody will play, and in those games, who knows? But right now, you know, you take care of business next week, you, you got to get to 11-4, and four, and they still have an opportunity. They'll, they'll need a little bit of help ahead of them, but there's still an opportunity to see. I mean, hell, for all we know, man, Tampa, Tampa loses tonight at home against New Orleans. I don't know. I doubt it, but stranger things have happened. Who thought Washington was going to beat Tampa a month ago? Right. You know, you just have to take care of your business and, and see how everything else turns out. You know, it's take care of yours and then see if somebody else screws up like today. But it, it, if you don't take care of yours, it doesn't matter. I mean, imagine if they hadn't blown one of those games against Denver yeah. or uh, the Raiders, yeah. you know, especially the Raider game. Yeah, I give you Denver, but especially the Raider game. If you hadn't blown that one, man, come on. Yeah, that that's. There's a couple where you, you just kind of wonder, and, and then sometimes you look at this and you go, how in the world have they won three in a row with the way the offense looks, but the defense is playing out of its mind? Bro, it's the nature of sports. It's why I love them. How did South Carolina State kick Jackson State's butt? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. How did UAB beat BYU in their bowl game? I mean, the, UAB is a Conference USA team going up against BYU, who is the number 13 team in the country, and UAB oh. – and it's, it's wild, too, because that is, in their history, that's the biggest win in UAB's football history. Well, you just answered your own question. You know, like, and I'm not going to spend very much time on this at all. Like, I would expect Utah to beat Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. And I would expect them to beat Ohio State in the Rose Bowl for this reason. Mm-hmm. Ohio State started the season thinking about the national championship. Yep. 
they don't re- they they enjoy the trip and stuff, but they're not they're not really locked in like oh it's the Rose Bowl it's a great thing. Plus, we're playing Utah. Utah got a really good program. Utah ain't no name program. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. So they're not going to be. I would not. I would be surprised if they were all geeked up and hyped to play Utah. Now flip it. Is the Rose Bowl a big deal for Utah? Hell yeah, it is. Yes. Is playing Ohio State a big deal for Utah? Hell yeah, it is. Is Utah playing for their two players who who died in the last year and a year and a, in the last calendar year? Really? Because it's only been a year since a young man from uh, West Mesquite died last Christmas. Right. Yeah, they got a whole lot of reasons to play. Ohio State does not. So, you know. And then, you know, who knows who opts out for Ohio State. And so I would just expect Utah to win the game. And that's how UAB beat BYU. UAB cared about the game. BYU probably didn't. And so you get what you get. Yeah, there's a lot of that, too, where you see, for instance, like last year, people go, well, I mean, watch, Alabama should watch out because Cincinnati almost beat Georgia last year. And it's that same mentality. And I, I talk about this all the time. Is like all those kids at Cincinnati last year thought, oh, we could knock off an SEC school. And Georgia's pissed off that they're not in the playoff. And you can't replicate that. In in the moment, yeah, you want to win the play, but your preparation is different. You're bummed out the entire time. It's not where you want to be. A lot of them probably are like, well, I guess we'll take the trip, but man, I don't I wish we were playing in this other game. It's just completely different. It's the natural human emotion. It's totally exactly. different. Exactly. Exactly. That's what we're talking about. It's like I tell people all the time, it's it's you know, it's that whole argument of, well, they just wanted it more. It's like I don't think it's that. It's you can't replicate there are times where one team has something already locked up and you can't, yeah, they're hungry, but the other team is starving to death and you can't replicate that. You can, you can want it and you can be hungry, but if the other team is like, if we lose, we're dead, like our, we're done, you can't replicate that level of desperation because no matter what in the back of your mind, you know that win or lose, eh, we're still going to be okay versus the exactly. other team going, man, if we lose, we're done. Exactly. It's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, and and I don't think people give that enough credit sometimes. But what we all do that. We're all humans that have these emotions, and we know what that's like. I mean, there's a big difference between that. You know, sometimes you, you, you're just grinding. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you saw the play, but uh, Sterling Shepard, he did indeed tear his Achilles, and his wow. season is over. Did you see that? As soon as it happened, I go, well, he's done for the year. He just popped his Achilles. I was like, that dude, it it was a non-contact right off the line, and he just reaches down back behind his ankle, and nobody touched him. And any time you see a player anywhere that goes down without being touched and grabs his knee or whatever, then something tore. Oh, absolutely. Whenever it's non-contact, it's something tore. Yeah, it's really strange. So... All right, that'll wrap it up for this one. It's a quick podcast, uh, post-game. Have a little fun. We'll be back Tuesday. We'll do an extra on Tuesday because we are not doing a podcast uh, for Friday. Friday is Christmas Eve this week, so Jacques and I will not have that episode of the podcast. But we will have one that will drop on Wednesday, and that'll be our last one until after Christmas. Uh, after the Washington game. So keep that in mind. We'll do a, a solid podcast on Wednesday for you guys. Todd Archer will join us. We'll talk uh, Cowboys. We'll take a look ahead at Washington. We'll do all this, have a little fun, talk about whatever the hell we're going to do for Christmas. So just keep that in mind because I've got a lot of traveling to do coming up in the next few days. Yeah, and I'm done traveling for a couple of days. Well, that'll be nice. You get to oh, hang I out at home. I'm actually about to, tonight, I'm about to edit this, get it loaded and ready to roll, and then I'm going to head to a local brewery. They are having an ugly Christmas sweater contest, and I got a great chance to win. 
That sounds so Matthew-like. It is. I've, I've got a Christmas sweater with a pink unicorn throwing up Christmas gifts that has an electric, that lights up. Like I can turn it on and it'll blink and lights and stuff. It's hideous and it's awesome. It's your kind of sweater. It is. So maybe I'll win. I'll let you guys know. But we will talk to you again in a couple of days. Appreciate your support. Continue, if you would, hitting the retweets on the highlights and all that type of stuff. You guys are awesome at that. It really does make a difference. It truly does. And we appreciate that very much. And we will talk to you again on Wednesday. Thanks for listening to the Jam Session Podcast. Make sure to find us on Instagram at Jam Session Cast. Of course, you can also find us on Twitter at McMatt Radio and at JJT underscore journalist. Our podcast is sponsored by Greening Law, a personal injury law firm in Dallas, Texas. Greening Law fights the legal battle so you'll have time for healing and renewal. Give them a call at 972-934-8900. Greening Law, Office, Dallas, Texas. Also brought to you by Hector Flores with Modern Woodman of America. Let him help you secure your family's future. You can give him a call at 940-453-3490. As always, thanks to Purple Elephant Music for the music you hear at the end and the beginning of each episode. He, of course, is the radio, TV, and now podcast star, the sexy Jean-Jacques Taylor. And me, I'm just a guy, Matt McLaren. We'll catch you next time right here on the Jam Session Podcast, available everywhere you listen to podcasts.